Hey everybody, welcome back to Small Talk Japan. On this show, we talk about all things Japan in English. My name is Mitch, I'm here in studio with... Natsuki. And we got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about how I hate Sony. Nande, <laughs> why? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how Japan is eyeing, considering, thinking about joining NATO, but nobody told them that they're like not part of the North Atlantic. Ah, NATO って言うのね? Okay. Go ahead. And we're going to talk about how Japan is starting new. We're going to start doing festivals from this year. Mm-hmm. We're also going to talk about how, I don't know, the country shouldn't wear masks outside anymore, but they keep doing it. And finally, we'll talk about the man who was interviewed after marrying a Vocaloid. <laughs> Roll that intro. <laughs> Sounds like fun. <laughs> I fucking hate Sony. Why? I hate Sony. Okay, so. What happened? So, so actually, it's not Sony's fault. It's actually Josh's fault. It's okay. 100% Josh's fault. If Josh was a Japanese person, <laughs> uh-huh. this would be simple. Uh-huh. We're, we're changing our camera systems from, let's not name those brands in case they want to become a sponsor someday, but some brands to a different brand called Sony. Okay. So we're just doing an ecosystem change. Uh-huh. We're just going to go Sony. Okay. I got sick and tired of the brands that we were using. I got sick and tired of like, our, this is the production company I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. I got sick and tired of like the visuals and like the, the, the depth of field and like the HDR and all that stuff. I was just like, nope, don't want to do it anymore. We're going to move over to Sony. Sony uh, sensors are just really, really good. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Now, we need to buy camera bodies. Okay. Camera bodies have language settings. Mm-hmm. Most normal camera companies that aren't Sony, because Sony is so st- stupid about stuff like this. The camera companies just put a, st- a setting into the software where you choose your language. Okay. And it's usually like, you know, Japanese, Chinese, English, French, Spanish, you know, the major languages. Uh-huh. So you basically cover the whole world with a little setting. Okay. Okay. Now, Sony is a fucker. <laughs> so the, 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 the cameras that are sold in Japan only have Japanese in them. <laughs> and you cannot download language additional languages and install them on the cameras seriously seriously so they are stuck being only for japanese people and the cameras that are sold in foreign countries like let's say north america or europe they only have like english or french with no no japanese and you cannot buy them and ship them to japan wow because sony is such because sony is such an asshole and here's why here's why Sony wants to control the pricing of domestic camera sales and foreign camera sales using language setting. Which I'm thinking, I'm actually, I was actually thinking this this morning as I was dealing with this frustration about consulting a lawyer for, to sue <laughs> Sony over this. Because I actually think this is a discriminatory practice. I mean, can you imagine buying Windows uh-huh. in Japan and it being only Japanese? Huh. Like it just... It's unfathomable, right? You just select your language and everything changes to your language. It's fucking 2022, right? Uh-huh. But not Sony. Sony cameras are language locked. Hey. Now, f- older generation cameras used to have like a hack that you could buy them in Japan and kind of like hack into them a little bit and install your language uh-huh. and use them. But Sony got around that. There's no way to do that on the newer cameras. And so you're basically stuck with the language in the country that you bought it, which is so stupid, right? <sighs> now again, well, I'll get to the end of why this is all Josh's fault, but anyway, we, so, so, I, so let's just say that the cameras were purchased in, a, in, in, in North America and they were shipped to a North American person hmm. or entity. And then those, ca- those cameras need to be shipped to, to me. 
Ah, so it's going to come to you anyway. Yeah, of course. I'm going to get myself some English cameras. But the problem here is not only not only does this this incredibly wasteful practice because think about this these cameras were made in japan mm. then shipped to north america mm. <laughs> and then shipped to a third address in north america and then they're gonna be shipped right back to japan and why for a fucking what five six kilobyte download that I could buy a domestic camera, which is exactly, exactly the same camera. <laughs> Everything is exactly the same, except for the language that's in the, the software that's installed on it. Okay. So think about the carbon waste. One, that's <laughs> incredible, that right? Yeah. Two, because of the weak dollar, it's incredibly expensive to do it this <laughs> so, way. I'm oh, sorry, the weak yen, the strong uh, dollar. Uh, uh. And then finally, here's the kicker. To, in order to ship that kind of expensive camera to Japan and insurance. So we have two of them, okay? Okay. So they're, they cost yen. So they're about, buying power in Japan about $10,000, okay? How much do you think it costs to ship? And they're not that heavy. There's only the body. It's not mm. the rest of the camera. All the other parts we'll buy here in Japan. Just the body, because <laughs> that's the part that has the fucking language setting on it, okay? Now, yeah. that, just to ship those two components to Japan, the shipping costs, mm. how much do you think it costs? Uh, it costs $550, which right now is like Hachimayan. Oh. Huh. Which is almost the cost of a one way plane ticket from Japan to America. Is this that cheap? Yeah, you can get, you can, if you're, if you shop around, um, you can get, you can get a round trip price from, uh, from Tokyo to, to, uh, to certain places in America mm. and back for about fourteen fifteen hundred dollars $1,500. Oh, okay. Okay. So, if you buy a, a one a one trip uh, one way ticket, it's like nine hundred dollars. Oh, so okay. that's like it's like so close. <laughs> you can ship a person a person, which is way more valuable than a fucking camera, right? Two large carry on bags. Uh, sorry, two large check in bags and a carry on bag and a personal item for almost the same price as this fucking little box. You see what you're doing to me, Sony? Just to get two fucking camera bodies here that have English setting on them. Aww. Now, every other normal, sane company out there, the, com- the cameras come with several languages already. Or if they don't, you just download the language from the internet and install it and it's done. So you didn't know that they have no English until you buy it? No, no, no. no. I knew this. That's why I had to buy it from North America. Ah, okay. Right? This is so dumb. Why, why don't you buy other, other stuff like, but not Sony? Because we want that sensor. Uh-huh. I, mean, I hate you, Sony. <laughs> But you made a really fucking good sensor. Your policies are shit, but you made a really, really good sensor. So we're buying, we're buying the cameras, unfortunately. It's a stupid, oh my God. And you know, they're, they always do shit like this. Sony came up with this proprietary, it means only Sony products. Oh. The, this, this, it's the, the bubble gum, the gum stick. Look it up, Josh. It's like this, it's like a USB drive that they made in like, I think the 90s or the 2000s. And only, you could use this only in Sony. Mm. They made the Sony mini disc that you could only use in Sony products. Mm, all mm, these mm. things are like only in Sony. And then mm. they do like all these anti-customer practices that are really, really bad. That's mm. why everybody loves Sony, but they hate Sony. <laughs> Have you found yet the chewing gum? Just put Sony USB chewing gum stick. And it should come up. It's just, you know, ah, oh man, I hate it. Anyway, so I was thinking, like, there's got to be, this got to be legal because, yeah, uh, no, kind of. Just like, but Sony proprietary storage or something. Anyway, so I'm thinking about this. I'm like, you know, not having English available in Japan 
is kind of discriminatory because mm. they have customers from all over the world. Mm-mm. So I'm just like, man, I wonder if I can sue those fuckers over this because like that is so annoying. Anyway, so when all is said and done, when, when these fi- if these fi- these cameras ever arrive here, not only is it going to cost me something like 25 to 30 percent more. Okay, it also is incredibly dangerous because any point in this journey that these cameras have to come to get to me, if they're lost, stolen, damaged, they're, they're just got, they're gone. That's oh. it. My, I'm just out of my money. Okay, you sue Sony. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> it will be fun watching you. <laughs> yeah, it might be fun. We'll, we'll keep updates on that. Have you found it yet? Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. Whatever. It's I got fine. you a good lawyer. <laughs> Do you have a good lawyer? No. Find me a good lawyer. I want to sue Sony. I'm serious. Fucking Jesus. I can't believe we have to do this shit. I didn't know that. Now, now, if my cameraman was a Japanese person, then it wouldn't be a problem because all the settings would just be in Japanese. But my cameraman's Josh. And well, although, like, technically, I'm a Japanese person. But, uh... if, my ca- if my cameraman was a uh, hardware and software Japanese person... <laughs> Yeah, okay. I, I had to go to America to get my software download before. Yeah, you got your software download in the wrong country, my friend. <laughs> I'm a Sony product <laughs> with, a fucking, with some other with some other like competitors' heart, uh, firmware. Anyway, so the problem with this is like it, like I mean, Josh knows how to read some Japanese, but like the, all the technical words in the camera, right? Especially when you're on location, you're doing it really, really quickly. You can't afford to fuck anything up, right? Like. I mean, I could have him learn every single menu item in the entire camera, but that would cost me more in his time than it would just to ship them from America to come here, right? Oh, okay. That's the reason why you hate Josh. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) No, No. he hates me for other reasons. I don't hate Josh, but I just... Oh, man. So, when you get your shit together. It's It's 2022. You should stop this like incredibly racist practice of only having Japanese language in Japan. It's incredibly racist. Their competitors don't do this. Their competitors don't do this. You just fucking go into the language setting and choose your language, and all of a sudden your camera can be used by you no matter where you are. Huh. That seems logical, right? Huh. Jeez, because like back in the day they used to have problems with like, so when the yen was like really weak, for example, like people would come from abroad and on their vacation they would buy cameras in mm, Japan, mm. or vice versa. When the yen was really strong, Japanese people would go to North America and buy cameras. They buy the cheaper Mm-mm. option and then just change the language. And mm. so that's why they're doing this. But guys, it's going to happen anyway. It's the global mm. economy, man. Like it's going to happen. Like just get over it and do something positive for your fucking customers and not for your profit margins yeah it would be easy for them to do it right yeah, no, it's incredibly easy i mean yeah. i think it's actually probably harder for them to do what they're doing um right uh-huh. i mean if they just made one product for all regions Mm-mm. that's easier like the iphone the iphone comes in a box with nothing printed in it right it's just a box with an iphone in it mm. and you open it up and it says welcome yoko so whatever the other mm. languages are Mm-mm. bonjour what i fucking don't know <laughs> right and then he's like choose your language Mm-mm. apple smart thinking sony kind of dumb <laughs> Jesus Christ, stupid company. If anyway. you're working for Sony, please comment. <laughs> the funny thing is, is the, 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 the lenses, the sensors on the iPhone made from Sony. Oh, really? They win the, they win the sensor game. They do. They absolutely mm. win the sensor game. I, I love their technology as a hardware. I wish they would stop making software and stop being like a consumer business. Because mm. a lot of Japanese companies are anti-consumer. They really are. Nintendo, for example. Nintendo is so bad at customer service. They everything Nintendo does is their own little ecosystem. Mm. They never let you do the 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 Switch, for example. It's basically an Android device. Mm-mm. Why doesn't it have an OS that allows you to download Facebook or Messenger or something on it that you can use it as a a, a tablet? 
There's no reason why it can't do that. It can't. People do. They hack it. They do that. But Nintendo's like, no, this is only going to be a Nintendo. You cannot, you cannot do anything that we don't want you to do. Mm. It's just anti-consumer behavior. And I don't like it. Mm. Anyway. So Japan. And there's more things to say about Nintendo, about like their online bullshit. Oh, man, I don't want to get into it. Anyway. Okay. Natsuki, how are you? Good. How you looking, are you? You looking, you looking better? You losing weight or something? I lost a little bit. What's happening? Uh, Boyfriend? Gina, no. husband? <laughs> My little daughter yeah. is very harsh to me these days. Kibishi. Yeah, harsh. Harsh to me these days. Like, mommy, you should wear makeup or like, mommy, you can dress like that to pick me up. She starts saying that. She's she, only two she, years old. Your two-year-old is critiquing your fashion sense when you come to get her at daycare. <laughs> is that what she's saying? Right. Why? Because... The other moms are hot moms? No, I mean, <laughs> maybe, no. maybe, I don't know. I don't really see the mothers, you know. I, I Right now, I'm not working, so I have I go there to pick her up, like, earlier than other mothers. Yeah. But I don't see other mother, other moms. Maybe hot. Maybe. Anyway, so... So yesterday I went to pick her up with my husband's shorts and t-shirts because I was really hot. And then she looked at me, my daughter looked at me like, you know, very strange way, like from up to down. Do you understand what I uh, mean? She, she checked you out. She yeah. Up and down on yeah, you. Yeah, she did. And then you can't dress like that to come, she said. Where's she getting this from? I mean, I, I approve of what she's saying because you, lady, hey, mm. I was looking at a video of you like like five years ago. I was like, Natsuki used to be so cute. <laughs> used you. to be. Used to be. I'm just kidding. I'm fucking with you. But you anyway, what, what, why, why, is she, why is she saying this? I don't know. She just like tr- uh, pretty dress. She doesn't like like boyish style. Do you understand oh, what I mean? Oh, I see. She wants you to be like a princess. Or yeah, something. she wants to be like a princess. Dude, just come and pick her up in like Anayuki. Yeah, she loves that. And just see how she'll, she'll probably be super happy about that. Me in the Anna Yuki dress? Try it. No? 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 You want to do, what's her name? Lisa from from Encanto? Is that her name? Lisa? Look, Google that. Lisa from Encanto. I think it's Lisa. Encanto. That's the one with the, you know, the magic girls living in South America. Yeah. Is that her name? (laughs) Yeah, you should do that. Lisa. (laughs) No, no. She's literally my favorite Disney character of all time at this point. It's like Luisa. Luisa, is it? I think so. Whatever. I don't speak Spanish. I haven't seen that movie. It's really fucking good. Oh, really? It's a good movie. It's it's really... And if you have a really, really nice television, uh, the fireworks scene is like crazy fucking beautiful. Yeah. We have different name in Japanese, right? It's it's longer. Much I think it's longer. called Encanto. No, 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 it's a very long name. I cannot even remember. Yeah, you guys always have to go long in your names. Right. What is it, Josh? He can't read it. See, this is what the fucking Sony cameras. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still looking it up. <laughs> But you're right, I can't read. (laughs) (laughs) See, uh, go down, go down. Can you make it small, bigger? Go down. What's going on? Down, down. It's down, down, down. Down, 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 down. No, no, no. It's longer. Encanto, Encanto. Yeah, it's Mira a Spanish. Beru. Is that the name of their their family name? I that, think it is. That's the main character's name. I think. Okay. Is that Mirabel? I'm so bad with character names. I really am. 
Like I'll be watching a movie and I'll remember everybody by their face and what their like their roles are. Mm-hmm. But when people are like, you know that character so and so from that movie, I'm like, nope, no idea. Like I just don't remember character names. Oh, uh, you've seen the movie but can't remember the names. Yeah, there's very few characters out there that I remember their names. Like what? Anna. <laughs> well, it's just the title character. Oh, okay. Like if you if you ask me to name the characters in like I don't know Toy Story, aside from like Woody, Woody and Buzz, Buzz. I'm like I can name what they're product names are maybe but i don't know i don't uh, i guess it's the same have you seen the new is the new buzz light movie out is it out in japan yeah it's on theater i guess yeah it's been banned in a lot of countries that makes me want to go see it even why more. why because it's there's, been banned. there's like a slight like i think either lesbian or gay or something something whatever oh really? there's, a, there's a kiss between a i'm not sure if there are a couple but between a same sex pair of people and then it because of that it got banned in a lot of countries hey you know what? If your god is so weak that he or she or whatever the fuck you believe in can't handle like two guys like kissing each other, maybe you pick the wrong god. Aww. Just throwing that out there. You know, maybe you pick the wrong god. <laughs> anyway, that's more reason to go see it. Um, but the great, the thing that I think that's really interesting about that movie is it's not Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story. Hmm. So Buzz different. Lightyear from Toy Story is, is the toy. Okay, the toy is based on a character in like movies and TV called Buzz Lightyear. Mm-mm. So that's the character in the movie. Oh, uh, so behind the Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, not the mm. toy. Mm. It's the actual the character. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, so the, he looks different from yeah, yeah, the Buzz he, Lightyear. Yeah, because he's a person versus okay. the toy. Oh, I see, I see. But what really happened is that computer technology got way, way better. <laughs> and it looks way better. Mm. Mm. Recently on uh, Disney Plus, this has nothing to do with Japan, Japan, but I've been loving the shorts on the Pixar part. And there's one that's called, I think it's called Burn, Burn, Bernie, Bernie. And it's uh, like, it's like a short about a little robot that's like in Wally. And it's like the whole story of Wally told from a different robot robot's perspective in like three minutes. It's really funny. Is the Wally is like the same robot that we had a movie long time ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So it's like that movie's story, but from the perspective of a different robot. Oh, I see. It was oh. really hilarious. Mm. Stuff like that. The shorts on that are really, really good. But you saw what was it called? Red, red something. The Pixar movie, Red something. Red, not Red Notice, but when. With your daughter. Turning red. Turning red. Oh, yeah, that was fun. The less, less abandoned. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Apparently, that's a story about... A Chinese American? Somebody told me it was a story about having your period. Oh, right, yeah, right, 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 right. Okay. This movie also got a lot of backlash because they show things like pads and tampons in this. Oh, oh. so taboo. Mm. Is it taboo? No. Well, I think oh. it's just, it was like parents that are like, uh, it, they don't want to explain it to their kids. or Here we go. Like that. Here we go. This is something that I'm going to talk about with Japan. Okay, so this has nothing to do with news. We're going to get to that later. Manga and anime are, anim- they're, they're illustrated, they're animated in Japan. They're not necessarily made for kids. Mm-mm. Right? Mm. Why is it that Western media, whenever you get animated, it's like, this is a kid's movie because it's animated. Like, why is that assumption the norm? That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, we can have animated, adult-focused movies. Hmm. Right? Like, like Japan, right? Or like Japan. Like, like Akira, things or, yeah, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Evangelion or something yeah. like that. Why mm. don't we have that in the West? Every time, like, every time you get animated in the West, it's like, this is for kids, because look at the colors. Is The Simpsons for kids? Even though The Simpsons is, and Family Guy is technically not made for kids, it's still 
they make the balance knowing that kids are watching it. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? So they mm. never go to family. Serious, uh... yeah. Rick and Morty? Rick and Morty, I guess they're made mm. for adults. I would say like all of those shows, they're made for like young adults, which are still kind of considered in the kid range. Yeah. The Doritos eating people. Yeah. Let's, let's target them with these ads. Yeah. So mm. like... I think it just comes down to like we don't have the studios in America that make uh, animated things for (gasps) adults other than like South Park I guess Love Sex Robots perfect example of animation although they do outsource a lot of that to Japanese animation studios but that's why they just don't have the studios for it yeah Love Sex Robots is on Netflix you don't do Netflix anymore do you no Love Sex Robots I think it's called Love Death Robots is it anime whatever is it animation yeah, it's love, death, and robots. Oh, maybe I just you wanted just to replace like the sex. death with sex because yeah. it's it's more positive. Love, death, robots. It's um very adult oriented, dirty, dirty and violent. Mm. Sometimes just beautiful and not at all violent, mm. but mostly violent. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do what do they do? Like robots fight each ba- other? Basically, Netflix gave a like a like a produce a production company money they spend that money to all these different animation studios okay and then they said three words love death robots which i'll remember from now on love, and, death, robots. and they said make us an animated short and that's it they had no other directions mm, and then the animation studio just took that and just made a little story out of it mm. whatever they want to do so there's like every season's like 15 new little short movies okay yeah i'm gonna check it out animatrix was a uh, geared towards adults the animatrix mm. Animatrix, I have no idea. Was a movie from like my childhood, so you guys weren't alive yet. So people in the West don't watch like cartoons anymore when they grow up? No, they do. They just expect them to be tar- targeted towards children. Uh, okay. Mm. So like if you see like, I don't know, adult themes in a ch- children's TV, uh, children's movie, it's just, you know. But the whole, I don't know. Whatever. I don't get it. Whatever. Mm. Like I said, if your God is so weak that you can't deal with a little bit of two, like two boys, two girls kissing each other, maybe, you know, you picked the wrong horse. Maybe she could get a different pony in that race. Mm. Uh, okay, let's get to a little bit of Japanese news here. Okay, so Japan Prime Minister seeks major up, uh, upgrade to NATO partnership after a Russian war, which it is a war. It's not a military function. Mm. Uh, Japan intends to upgrade its partnership with NATO, which, again, NATO, North, Amer- North Atlantic. Japan's not in the Atlantic <laughs> Ocean, whatever. Mm. Um... Let's see. So Kishida went to NATO Mm. and he said, told the gathering that Japan is seeking to update its own partnership document with NATO to boost cooperation in such areas as cyber and maritime security. Mm. Basically, Russian warships and Chinese warships are coming around Japan a lot these days Mm. and they don't like it Mm. and they shouldn't. I'm kind of scary. So it's good we, you know, get along with NATO countries. Yeah. Well, I think if you have like a free democracy... Mm. And you believe in the rule of law? Maybe we should all be friends. What about Korean? Which side are they on? (laughs) Which side are they on? (laughs) Korea and Japan and NATO NATO countries have been in talks to increase security in Asia. Right. Because remember, like, you got Korea, who's like the free democracy. And you got North Korea, who's best in Korea, right? Right, right. (laughs) And so they have like, you know, I don't know what you can call their government. It's just an authoritarian government it's not they don't believe in anything they're just anyway 
so here we go. Evacuation order lifted in Fukushima nuclear plant town after 11 years. So finally. 11 years, yeah, finally. Mm-hmm. So 11 years ago, which is actually kind of earlier than I thought. Oh, really? Well, because radiation stays, you know, like, like for example, Chernobyl, you mm. can't go there. Mm. They're not like, yeah, let's repopulate Chernobyl. <laughs> what happened? I mean, I know what happened in Chernobyl, but, you know, what they look like right now, like nothing. There's a Netflix documentary about it, but there's like, there's, there's like the ghost town okay. that's like been reclaimed by nature mm. and like animals and stuff. And then there's this, this thing they're calling it the sarcophagus. Hmm. which is this giant dome thing that they're building like on a it's on a big track and they're building it and pushing it over the plant to just cover it you know like when a dog poops or a cat poops they just like cover it with dirt that's what hmm. we're doing with this problem have you ever been to the island named Gunkanjima in no, Nagasaki? no you can't go there anymore oh no? no I don't think you can go there anymore I think they banned unless you have like certain some special guides with you oh really I've been there like 5 years no 10 years ago throw, throw in a picture of this by the way in the, in the YouTube yeah, version of this burned. the wiki ver, vi, wiki commons yeah. picture of Gunkanjima Gunkan it's uh, it's it used to be the most highly populated island or place in the world. It's basically like this little tiny island off the coast of Nagasaki that had coal. Was it Mm-mm-mm. coal? So coal. And they made an entire community on this tiny little island and mined d- into the island. And it was once during World War II, it was one of the most populated, densely populated areas in the world. And then it ran out of coal, and then the community left and just abandoned it. And it's. Like, oh, I didn't know they banned going there. So, yeah, maybe. Um, last time I checked, I think, like, you can't eat bumpy. Like, if you're just, like, a normal person, you can't go there. Really? You need to have, like, a special guide or something. Oh. And even then, you're still banned from certain dangerous areas. Mm. Because it's all built on a hole, right? Because they mm-hmm. mine down. Right, right. So the whole thing can collapse anytime. Right, that's true. But it is really interesting. We'll put pictures of it in the... Yeah, ghost town. Yeah. But they used to have... Because they, 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 they moved all the miners there. And in typ- typical Japanese fashion, they moved their families there. So mm-hmm. there was a school. Mm-hmm. You know, they had like restaurants yeah, and stuff. Like apart- everywhere, apartments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Dude, uh, guys, if you ever listen to um, 99PI, 99% Invisible... The newest episode, or maybe the second to the newest episode, is about these... They they are now living in Korea again, near Seoul. But they're this community of ethnically Korean people who, before the war, moved to a little island that's like a disputed island between... What became a disputed island between Russia and Japan and, and Korea and everything. And they were there to do some sort of work. I forgot what it was. And... Then the, when the war broke out, they were kind of abandoned by Korea or something. I, I might have some of the, the details wrong about this. And then they were taken over by, I think, Japan. And then maybe then taken over by Russia when mm-hmm. Japan, after the war. And so there's like ethnically Korean people who only speak Japanese and Russian. Hey. Mostly Russian now. Hmm. Who are like abandoned by everybody on hmm. this island. And then like allowed to come back to Korea, but they only speak Russian. Wow. Sounds like a movie story. Yeah, it's like crazy. Hmm. I didn't know about these people, but hmm. yeah. Um, it's on the, I think it's on 99% Invisible. Well, which uh, which countries they belong to? Russian? Japan? Right. So that's, <laughs> that's the whole point of the, like, where do they belong? And so like, if you, if they choose to come back to uh, Korea, they can come back to Korea and, and live there in like this little community that has Russian support and stuff like that. Oh, okay. 
it's really interesting mm. um but anyway and then the, the older older ones when they came back to korea like you know 60 years later like it's a completely different place mm. right and so they don't even understand their like what it's not what they remembered yeah. at all it's a very interesting story urashima taro Hmm? Urashima Taro is a Japanese old um, t- fairy tale. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, she, he gone to some somewhere and then come back and everything changed. Really? Hmm. Uh, Josh, can you pull up the, the title of that episode? Really? So 99PI, it's about, I think, Russian-speaking Koreans or something like that. Um, but yeah, it was. it's it's really, it, it, it makes you think about like, what what is the, like, how do you figure out where you're from? What's it called? It's 99% Invisible episode 497, Hometown Village. Yeah, check that out, guys. It was mm. one of the most interesting. I love 99% Invisible, but it's it's one of the most interesting episodes that they have. But it makes you think like, okay, so what equals somebody's home? Like, is it where you're ethnically, like, you know, Japanese people come from Japan, so their DNA is Japanese. Does that make them Japanese? Is it your culture? Is it where you were raised? Like, what equals home for you? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a balance, I guess. And so, like, for me, like, I've had this transition that, you know, I use that word very carefully these days, but I had this transition from going from Las Vegas as my, America as being my home to, Mm. like, not feeling any connection to that place anymore. And this last time when I went home, you know, we were talking about this in private a little bit, but, like, I moved my memory box from my house, my mom's house to Japan. Mm. And to me, that was, like... That was like uprooting. That was my last thing that I need to uproot and bring here to like completely commit to my life mm. here. So yeah, so like this is home for me. And so mm. like people ask me like, when you die, where do you want to be buried? I'm like, definitely not Las Vegas. Mm. So I'd, I'd, I'd probably just want to be, you know, remembered here. Why so. don't you separate your bones half to half? Like half Las Vegas, half Japan. Because I just don't think Las Vegas has any sentimental meaning to me anymore. And, okay. the, and that's another thing when I go back there because it's such a developing city. It's like mm. s- different every time. Mm-mm. I'm like, what is this place? Mm. There's like some little memories of things that I used to remember, but it's all different. Really? Like your elementary school? Junior high school? So the last time I was there, I figured this was going to be my last trip. So I actually went and drove to my elementary school, my, my junior high school and my high school. And, you know, they were familiar, but very different as well. So I was they like, look same, right? No, no, no. My elementary school, they had demolished all the old buildings and made new buildings. Oh, really? So um, the only thing that looked even remotely similar was like nothing really. Just just like the location of it. But everything on the inside was just all different. What, are you, what about your house? My house, uh, well, because I don't live there anymore. Mm. My stuff's not there. Mm, 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 mm. And you know, some parents, they keep their kids' room. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's not my mom, no. <laughs> <laughs> So there's just like nothing for me there. And every time I go there, it's like, it's just a different place. Mm. So anyway, getting back to our story. So okay. this is, this is like getting back to this story is like mm. the Fukushima, the, the, the difficult to reserve return zone in, uh, in Okuma, mm. uh, was the, the restrictions on reentering that place mm. was lifted, uh, the other day. And so, um, people are making their way back home from, you know, for the first time in 11 years. And a lot of these people like had to flee in the middle of the night. So their houses are just been, Exactly as they were back in, you know, March 11th, you know, 2011. Mm, just there. Right? Mm, mm. And so, I mean, they didn't have any time to get their photographs or anything. So, I mean, it's interesting. Anyway, the town, and the reason why they were able to do this is because they, there was this huge effort made to, like, decontaminate the area. Mm, mm. They moved a lot of the topsoil off. They, you know, <laughs> I mean... So to be honest, they just like wash a lot of it into the ocean, (laughs) 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 but they, you know, they, they try to make it better. Mm. Um, and it says the town government aims to have restored the population to 26 
100 in five years, uh, down from 11,500 people before the evacuation happened mm. 11 years ago. Before that. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's you know, mm. it's positive news. Uh, Japan, okay, so this story is interesting. No one told Japan, apparently, but summertime is hot. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently no one told the power companies. What? Because no. everybody is super surprised by the fact that it's freaking hot and everybody's using their air conditioning. And then all of a sudden, Tokyo... Tepco and all these other elect, uh, electric companies are like, we don't have enough electricity, guys. Can you please chill? Like, don't use so much electricity, please. Mm. And it's just like... I thought this is happening because of the war, but I read the news and it... Not nothing, but it's less related to the war. No, 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 okay, so there's two, mm. two real reasons why this happened. Mm. One is because there was a unusually hot weather in June. Mm. Okay, so that's one. We'll talk about why in a little bit later. Uh, and another thing is like in Fukushima, they have a natural gas, I think it is, uh, power, power producing com- uh, facility that they had to turn off for a little while. But mm. then they turned it back on. But even then, because of the huge demand for electricity... They can't keep up. So this is like the first time in seven, seven years, years mm. yeah, that they've had to do this. And here it is. A unit at the thermal power plant in the northeastern Japan was temporarily halted Thursday due to a technical problem as concerns remain over the power crunch in Tokyo and surrounding areas with the capital seeing the highest June temperatures in nearly 150 years amid a continuing heat wave. Mm. So, yeah. So somebody, no one told Japan's power producing companies that summer is coming and that's going to be hot. <laughs> are you telling us we are stupid? <laughs> Not you. <laughs> them. <laughs> what, are, what are they doing? Like, you know, I mean, I don't know. Every, every part of the world has power company problems. I mean, Texas is a fucking mess. Hmm. So it's like, you know, it is an issue. But anyway, it's really hot. But Japanese news stopped talking about COVID because of the heat and, the, you know, less power, you know, problem. Yeah, you know what? Because nobody cares anymore. Uh, right. Nobody gives a shit anymore. Mm. You know, I just, you know, you, you hear it every day. You're like, okay, this many thousand people got COVID, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay. Yeah, I have many. What do you want me to do? It's been three, almost three years of this bullshit. Yeah, I've been at home and I have a lot of time to watch TV and they keep saying same thing again and again. So like, people tune it out. They don't care anymore. Right. Mm. So I, I've, I've mentioned this in the podcast before. There's two endings to a pandemic. There's one the actual scientific ending where the virus is no longer a threat to the population, which some argue is now because mm. Omicron is, is much lighter than the original alpha variant. Okay, okay. And then two, the second ending that usually comes before the first ending is when the human population says, fuck it, and they just go back to their normal lives. Good. <laughs> Hear that, everybody? Natsuki encourages you to say, fuck it, and go back to... And I'm serious. Like I was in, I was in America, right, for, for a week, and everybody was normal there. And in Tokyo, people are kind of like, whatever. And like recently, people are now, I mean, that doesn't mean that I don't know people that aren't getting it. People are getting it, but they're just not dying of it. They get it, you know, because everybody's, it's 90% of the population is vaccinated here. Chances of death is very low. Hmm. We have medications for it, you know, that kind of thing. So, Good. Summer festivals is going to be back. Don't fucking ruin it. I'm going to get through in a minute. Hold <laughs> on. Wait. So getting on with the weather thing, okay? Okay. Rainy season ends in Tokyo, neighboring areas, earliest since 1951. Hmm. Do you know anybody who was born? Your dad? No. I mean, yeah, 1947. So yeah. your dad, okay. Hmm. The rainy season in Tokyo and neighboring areas in the Kanto, Koshin region in, in eastern and central Japan appear, appears to have ended. The Japan blah, 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 blah. The earliest finish to the period since data became available in 1951. Now, this is a problem, maybe, because Japan reco- uh, gets a lot of its water. Hmm. It's fresh water during the rainy season. I mean, <clears throat> uh, 
it, it's surprising how much fresh water this country has considering how it's an island country in the middle of the ocean Mm-mm. and a lot of that water comes in during the rainy season right. and that people are worried that because the rainy season was much shorter this this year and drier as well uh that shortest right shortest since 1951 just mm. read, it was, it touched me. you're sitting right next to me mm. um but yeah so i don't know we'll see what happens it's hot it's dry seems like my there might be some change in the climate Maybe something's happening with humans doing stuff. I heard people who are living in New Zealand, they have no water, so they have like limited shower time. Isn't that Australia? No, New Zealand too. Isn't it Australia? Didn't you go to, did you go to Australia? No. Oh, that's the other high school people or okay. whatever. Yeah, it was New Zealand, but maybe same as Australia. So I, I was wondering if same thing will happen in Japan too. Well, I don't know about that. I don't think you guys will get up, give up your onsen and baths. <laughs> mm. Don't really think that we can. I don't think any. No. Okay. Like. Okay. So here's an example. My hometown, Las Vegas. Okay. California, Arizona, and Nevada all pull uh, water from the Lake Mead Reservoir. Mm. Josh, can you pull up a picture on, and also put this in the the podcast? Hopefully, a um, a non copyrighted version of uh, Lake Mead like current day what happened so we had hoover dam which mm. was created mm. the colorado river goes it was supposed to go you know it runs through there the mm. dam was made and it backed up made this gigantic lake huge lake mm. um and it's weird because usually you when you think of lakes there are like trees around it mm, mm, mm. and like nature it's like death and dirt and nothing and then all of a sudden this huge lake in the middle why of, why well because we wanted electricity for the for the for for the world for mostly california but so anyway (laughs) (laughs) but anyway so 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 they have uh you know you could probably josh you could probably get away with finding like somebody's youtube video of it and just like showing us like a current like me youtube video uh we'll just throw it in there and throw up the creator name on it okay living in earth no no no. okay so 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 listen So, so so what happened in the last I, so Hoover Dam was made what during the depression uh, the depression so it's like 19 foot 30s mm-hmm. so for I don't know almost 100 years the Hoover Dam and like all the water from Lake Mead has just been supplying California and parts of Arizona and whatever and then all of a sudden Las Vegas went from being like five people to being three million people mm-hmm. and then uh, the Lake Mead has gone down lowest in the ever since it was made so it's i think it's down like a couple hundred feet see the, the water line mm. it's like hundreds of feet down and it's basically dangerous at this point because it's not actually a lake it's like this like series of like shallow ponds and shit and they keep pulling more and more water out of this lake and they have no fucking plan to fix this problem what is going to happen no water well yeah when do the people realize the problem? Well, they're realizing it now. And, and, and the authority in Nevada is saying like, hey, guys, maybe you guys shouldn't have green grass in your houses anymore. Okay. Like replace it with like rock art or something. Because, uh, because they're using water for sprinkler. Yeah. Uh, okay. Which is stupid. Oh. Right. Because you live in the fucking desert, guys. Right? Oh, okay. Um, another thing is, is like in Arizona, this is, I don't know if you know this, but in Arizona, they, it's the, one of the long largest lettuce producers in America. Oh, really? Mm. So what they did is they took the empty desert, 
they pumped in water from the Colorado River, and then they started sprinkling it on lettuce plants, and they grow <laughs> lettuce in the middle of the desert. That's smart, guys. <laughs> so the Colorado River used to go all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico, and now it just stops in the middle of the desert, in I think in the middle of Arizona somewhere. No lettuce anymore. No lettuce anymore. But like, it's just... Yeah, so um, so we we've gotten some some suggestions on how to fix this. One, reducing water like usage, uh, and then another one, the one that I like, which is the best so far that I like, is to go to to make an aqueduct, which just means a a, um, a human made river hmm. from the Mississippi all the way over to the to the west coast. Where are those water come from? The human made up dam. It all comes from the Colorado River, which oh, comes okay. up from the, the, the Rockies and stuff. Like that. Oh, okay, so okay, okay. northern places all have snow that melts and then go down see, see. Oh. into the oceans down south. Oh. You know how... So the we, they still have water from them, you know, those mountains. Yeah, yeah, no, the water still flows. It's just they're using too much of it. And the, anyway, one of the things that they say about the Mississippi River mm. is that it's mostly unused and floods every year, which is actually oh. just kind of a problem. Okay. So they're just like pump water from the Mississippi over to the West Coast states. Oh. But... <laughs> Come on, guys. Then you can still make lettuce. Then is that the point here? <laughs> I don't think we're I don't think we're learning the right morals from these stories. <laughs> All right, talking about farming, high grain prices prompt Japan farmers to grow wheat rather than rice. Hmm. So basically, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a little like kerfuffle happening in Ukraine. Ukraine is the largest producer of wheat and other things. All for they're basically the breadbasket of hmm. like you know big, big parts of the world. Hmm. So um so. Uh, yeah, so there's a reduction in that due to the conflict. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Japanese farmers. I didn't know this, but I learned this. Uh, Japanese farmers over the last, you know, few maybe decade or two have actually, especially during COVID, have been producing too much rice. Mm. And the currently eighty percent of the wheat. No, no, sorry, that's the wrong number. Blah blah blah. blah. Where is it? Uh, it says they're using something like uh, ah. <laughs> It says, in contrast, the consumption and price of rice in Japan are on the downward trend since fiscal year 1962, mm. as dietary lifestyles diversify and population decreases. The coronavirus pandemic has further slashed consumption of rice due to the low demand from restaurants whose operating hours were restricted. So people are changing their diets and then going out less. Mm. It's a good news, I guess. So something like... Isn't I don't, it? Yeah, mm. it's good news. So then, mm. So they're saying that like... Um, so, so, so a lot of these, these farmers who would be making rice are going to plant wheat instead. And so we'll have locally grown Japanese wheat. Mm, that's good. Which is cool. Mm, I because mean, I feel sorry for the bakeries. They're, you know, having a hard time, you know, making their bread. Like ma they make a lot of bread and then they don't, they can't sell, which means they will be akaji, akaji red. In the red. In the red. Mm. So... <clears throat> Uh, yeah, and then also, which I was, I thought you were actually going to say not uh, bakeries, but like barley is also mm -hmm. a problem, um, and so that affects the price of beer mm. and other grain alcohols as well. Yeah. So yeah. So, yeah. So people need weed. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Four twenty, no. baby. No, 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 no. Wheat. Wait. <laughs> you know, guys, when she's on the radio locally, we she's recorded for a reason. <laughs> you know, can you imagine if we put you on live TV? Remember when I was on live TV? Remember if, if just imagine you being on live TV, it would be hilarious. <laughs> you get your TV show yeah. banned so fast. I will be fired like so quickly. <laughs> you know, I never said anything bad on accident on TV. One time during rehearsal only. 
right? When I said Saidai Fuzoku, is yeah. it a Saidai Fuzoku? Uh -huh. Match maximum wind speed is what I was trying to say, but I said maximum prostitution, <laughs> which still sounds cool to me. I mean, honestly, we should have done with that. Yeah. People need weed, <laughs> not wheat. No, wheat. no, 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 wheat. Yeah, okay. Let's weed. try again. Let's try again. People need wheat, not weed. People need wheat. Not weed. Okay. 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 Mm. Let's get off this. ANA <laughs> <laughs> reserves A380 Super Jumbo Flights on Narita Honolulu Route. Woohoo! Mm. So there is a airplane, which is the largest double-decker jumbo jet there is for, you know, uh, what is the word? Uh, Looks like a turtle one, right? No? Thanks Not for ruining it. Yep, a shark. Turtle, mm. those look the same. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's called the Flying Honu, which is the Hawaiian word for uh, turtle. Oh, okay. So it's a giant turtle. Okay, okay. Anyways, if you guys, if if any of you guys have been raised in like the last, if you're like under the age of 40, you've probably never ridden in a jumbo jet before. Because no. now all flights, especially international flights, are like seven, seven, sevens or like seven thirty sevens. But you never are in like an Airbus 380 or, an, or like a, a Boeing 747. Why no jumbo jet anymore? Okay. Here we go. There's Here we a, go. <laughs> there's a YouTube video on this. Okay. But basically, what used to happen is it was called the hub and spoke system. Hmm. So if I wanted to fly from Las Vegas to Kagoshima, I would take a little connector flight from Las Vegas to Los Angeles. Mm. Los Angeles being LX being the hub. Mm -mm. And then me and a bunch of other 100, 500, 600 people would all get on a giant jumbo jet. Mm. And then we'd all go from LAX to Narita. Okay. And then we'd all get on little connecting flights from there and then connect to our own little place where we're going. Okay. So that's how it used to work. Mm -hmm. And it still in some ways works that way. But that's not... And, and those jumbo jets that did like the, the between the, the two hubs, okay? Mm -hmm. The big jumps between the two hubs. Those jumbo jets would only fly like once or twice a day because they had so many people and they used so much fuel. Mm. Okay. Like two stories in the airplane? Two stories, yeah. Mm. With a lounge, the first class lounge upstairs mm. where they had a bar and they could stand and walk around cool. during, the, during the flight. Yeah, cool. Now, those became less popular because more people were more interested in direct flights. Okay. So instead of going Kagoshima, Kagoshima Narita, Narita, Los Angeles, and Los Angeles, Las Vegas, mm -mm. what people are more interested in is going from like, for example, Ka like Kagoshima to Vegas. Mm -mm. Now the demand for that is a lot lower mm -mm. than you know Los Angeles to Narita, so they had to reduce the size of the airplane. Mm -mm. So instead of having the hub and spoke thing, they have a lot more direct flights that have smaller airplanes. Mm. And also because airplanes are more efficient now, they can go a lot farther mm -mm. with smaller airplanes. Mm -mm. And there's a bunch of other technical reasons and stuff like that, but that's basically what happened. Okay. So, but we still have jump jet from Haneda to, no, Narita to Hawaii. It's because Japanese people love Hawaii. Yes, because uh. it makes sense for, because Tokyo is 15 million people. Mm -mm. And of that, you know, if you if you fly your jumbo jet once a day, mm -mm. right, you'll fill it with 500, 600 Japanese people. Mm. So the, they're the, that people need. Yeah. And most Japanese people, when they go, they'll spend like three to five days in Hawaii. Right. So what they'll do is they'll just they'll take all the Japanese people from from Narita to Honolulu mm. and then stay there for like 12 hours and then get all the returning Japanese people mm -mm. and come back and just keep doing that. So it makes sense. OK. But it only makes sense to do that with one or two airplanes. It mm. doesn't make sense to do that with a bunch of airplanes. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Okay. Mm. So that's why that's the case. I'm curious the inside of the jet, jet you know, that jet. 
Yeah, so one of the people quoted in the story says, we've always wanted to go to Hawaii on Honu, that that airplane. It says, we want to take a lot of pictures there. It's cool, whatever. Sounds like expensive. Have you ever been on this jumbo jet, my friend from Hawaii? I have been on a jumbo jet before. Have you been on this? How was it? I don't think it was that Turtle shaped one. one. You know, the weird thing is about airplanes is like when you're on them, you don't know what they look like on the outside, really. So like... When they were, I rode the Pikachu jet the other day. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about the same thing. Yeah, and I was like, and then I didn't even realize I was on the Pikachu jet until I got off of my jet. And I was, I was, like, I was on the Pikachu jet. <laughs> well, they don't decorate the interior with like no, Pikachu they do shit, man. Oh. The only thing that they do interior stuff is the IKEA trains uh, that they had one in Osaka and they had one in Tokyo where the interior of the train is all decked out with Ikea hey. furniture. Like instead of normal chairs, it's like sofas and stuff. Mm. They do that every now and then. When they open an Nike in Japan. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, jumbo jets are cool. I wish we had more of them. Whatever. Next story. Relaxed uh, new mask usage guidelines barely spread among Japanese public. Let me ask you a question, Natsuki. When you're outside, do you wear a mask? If there are many people, yes. If there are not many people, I don't. Okay. Good answer. That's exactly what the government said to do. But nobody is doing that. Unless you're like a rebel. Yeah, I don't know. When I was in Tokyo and walking around, like people like who aren't wearing a mask, they just like they're self-selecting. They're like the like the gaudu or like the like the hip hop crowd or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they you don't see like a businessman hmm. like with no mask on. Oh really? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Mm. How about you, Josh? How far away from the downtown area do you need to go before you take your mask off? I'm always wearing my mask. At all times. I think it's actually become like... When I'm not at home. I actually think it's been kind of like a, like a, what is it, a blankie to you in a way? No, I hate wearing my mask. But you always do it. Just because like I, if I'm, if I get sick, then there are a lot of things that will not function. Yeah, it would go wrong. So I am just being overly cautious. So I'm always wearing my mask. For example, if you need to ride a, I mean, drive car by yourself do you still wear a mask well he can't drive he can't read job i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm fucking around <laughs> no no he can't drive because his license expires so he's got to go home and get it yeah. yeah. but uh when i ride in uh, my wife's car okay if she's driving it's just the two of us then i don't wear my that's mask. such a passive way of saying when my wife drives me around <laughs> that's true though yeah when my wife drives me around i don't wear no, but the thing is, like, if we're riding in a rental car, I sometimes wear a mask. Still. So I do timeshare, which like 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 a rental car, but people like maybe five or six people will use it in a day. So it's like if you think of that car as being a person, then that's like the horrorist, sluttiest person. So like every time I get in there, I have like my disinfecting. I'm a germaphobe, so the pandemic has really just like justified my my craziness mm. and so i use my disinfecting wipes to like wipe down all the sur- surfaces that i'm touching and he and then i give it to him i'm like you do it too so if i invite you to my home party will you wear mask inside my house you probably won't go mm, oh, okay it depends like if there's like an outdoor area i'll probably not wear my mask while i'm outside while we're like eating and drinking and stuff but if we go inside i'll put my mask on good for you well okay so i think it just comes down to like everybody's level of of comfort and also what they're personally responsible for mm-hmm. for me if i get covid i can sit in my house and basically function no change okay josh needs to be at the places that he needs to work right. at and also he needs to be interacting with other people right. so if he's got covid he's just done for a week let's see so it makes sense mm. yeah. and also you don't want to bring it home to your wife and then you know that kind of business as well mm. yeah 
So I told my staff, I said, y'all going to get it. Just don't get it at the same time. Separately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. Like one after another would be perfect. <laughs> same as flu. Well, no, don't get, I just don't get it if, if you can avoid it. But anyway, so anyway, that's uh, the, the, the government is confused. Why? Even though they said, oh, you don't have to wear a mask outside, especially like if you're far away from other people, people are still wearing the mask. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the gist of the article is that uh, people feel peer pressure to wear it. So even if they are in a situation where they can take it off, they still want to wear it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about that. Okay. So I forgot his name. My man from the from several days ago, from several weeks ago, or maybe last week, who lost the USB stick that had all, all the people's <laughs> names on it. Forgot his name, but my man. Do you know the story? Yeah, I know the story. And then the the man's name was on TV. I mean, on the public. I I thought people were hiding his name. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, sorry, it's a, just a guy from uh, Amagasaki. Yeah. Some country, in, company. In Hyogo, it's not a company. It's a it's a Komuin show. No, 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 no. Komuin. I mean, the city hall asks some comp- company. And then the company person did this. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So basically what happens, this dude, he had a USB flash drive uh, that had, you know, 40, 460,000 residents' uh, personal information on it, including their bank account and full names and stuff like that. Uh, he had it on a USB drive, and then he went to a bar. And I love the way that they say this in this story. Let me see. Let's see. After finishing the data transfer, <laughs> the employee went out drinking alcohol. I mean, like, what else would he be drinking? If he went out drinking, like, what is he drinking? Like, like mineral water? What the fuck? <laughs> the employee went out drinking alcohol for about three hours, which is bullshit. This guy was totally drinking until three o'clock in the morning <laughs> at a restaurant while carrying the USB storage device and fell asleep on the street on his way home. <laughs> Nobody goes out and drinks for three hours and passes out in the street. That's fucking bullshit. Okay. This dude went to some izakaya and his friends were like, let's go to a kabakura. And so they went to a kabakura and then they got drunk there and, and then they have to leave. So they're like a little horny and, and really drunk. And they probably went to karaoke after that, got fucking drunk at karaoke. And then his friends went home and he's like, I'm going to walk home. I don't actually know if any of this is true. I'm just like, this is my imagination. <laughs> yeah, making, yeah. Don't sue me for defamation. Mm-hmm. And then he passed out in the street. In front of the mansion, the show. In front yeah. of the apartment. Anyway, hmm. the good thing about this is, from the morning of June 24th, about 30 police officers cut down. They had everybody on the case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Searched while the employee, uh, the employees wrote uh, he might have taken from the restaurant, which doesn't include all the other places he probably went to. Uh, they found the bag with the device inside at noon in the apartment compound about one kilometer from the restaurant. This kind of news is happening everywhere in Japan, but he so embarrassing. Like my, one of my friends did the same thing, but he was carrying the, you know, the computer from the company and then he was sup- not not supposed to get it out from the company. He wasn't supposed to take it home. Take it home. Yeah. And so he went anyway, so he went some bars and, you know, come home with no PC. And then his wife realized it, and then he his wife was sober, so he she went to the birds that he went and then picked it up for him. Good on the wife. Yeah. Where's your PC? No, I'm going to bed. Okay, I'll take care of this. So, nice wife. Mm. Good wife. Yeah, but so the home the home dude from Hyogo needed a wife like that. Yeah, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds quite well, embarrassing. Well, this guy he. 
passed out in front of his apartment so like the wife didn't even have a chance if he had no wife. because he, she could have been like where's where are you you know like why aren't you home and then the bag and usb was there the show no one taking it yeah i mean like why why would you take a bag like the the worst case scenario you open up the bag you look for money if it's not in there you just leave the bag what the fuck are you gonna do with some salary man's bag maybe some you know wallet that's what i'm saying there. like you would take that but you mm. wouldn't take the usb stick or the bag itself right like, that's not valuable mm. anyway so getting on to a much more positive uh uh topic women and girls in japan turn to apps to fight gropers on trains so this is fun. Uh, can you pull up the picture of this one from this link? So this is from the Asahi Shimbun. So a teenage girl raised her hand, clutching a smartphone over the heads of passengers around her on a train in Tokyo in mid-April. The text on her phone scra- screen read, a groping incident is occurring here. Please help me. So find the, if you can find the, it's one of the Asahi Shimbun ones. I think it's the first link. So what this is, is an app that if you're on a train and some, and you're a woman and some guy is touching you, you can just like, push a button on your smartphone and hold it above your head like that. Hmm. And it says that somebody's groping you, please help me. So then what happened was uh, after seeing the man, it says, it says after seeing that a man near her was noticing the smartphone's message, she used the audio function on the app to have hmm. her app phone state the world's please stop. Yamete kurasai. Hmm. This caught the attention of another passenger who asked the man who was groping the girl, what are you doing? Mm. I'm just guessing. I have no idea what they actually said. The, the groper got off the train at a nearby station along with the girl and other passengers who assisted her. The groper was taken to police officers who had rushed to the station after the girl had called an emergency number. Hmm. What would you do if you find somebody is doing it? Will you help? Yeah. <laughs> no, Natsuki. I'd just be like, oh, let's take a picture of this post on Instagram. Isn't that funny? No, I'd fucking help, of course. No, that's that's the reason why these assholes do that shit is because they think that no one's going to do anything. Hmm. So you got to stand up to that bullshit. Mm-hmm. So if some, if, yeah, if some poor girl, especially like some young girl or something like that's getting groped by an old man, I'd probably, one of the only things that would worry me is that in Japan, like if I detained him, for example, and like he got injured, that they, he can sue me afterwards. Mm-hmm. So they need to, I think, change the law a little bit so that if there's some crime happening and people step in to help, mm-hmm. that you can't be sued afterwards. Mm-hmm. They need to change that. Mm-hmm. But that's all. Would you just sit there and be like, oh. No, 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 no. I, but I might be confused. Like, what should I do? You know, I, uh, for a moment. Panicked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that not, he'd probably just punch the guy. <laughs> or kick. <laughs> kick. You can't kick out of subway. There's no room. Kick the ball. Kick the ball. There's only one. The singular ball. <laughs> Oh God! How many stories we got left? Just a few. Uh, Josh has got a Josh has got a thing. He's got to he's got to figure out his wedding stuff after this. <laughs> All right, Japan looked to reboot summer festivals and fireworks after the pandemic hiatus. <laughs> so a bunch, basically a bunch of places in Japan are thinking, let's do firework uh, celebrations because cool. Sounds like fun. I mean, dude, come on! If you're outside, if you're socially distanced, and you know everybody's gonna be wearing a mask anyway. Right. Right. Are you going to go? Well, I don't really go to festivals anyway. <laughs> Dude, come on. Like, once you've gone to like one or two or 50 festivals, I don't know. Maybe I'll go just because it's been like a long time and I should support the local community. They might do Ongyonsa this, this year. Yeah, but I heard, you know, Mikoshi is on the truck and then no like naked guy are like gathering together. 
<laughs> so what's the fucking point, guys? <laughs> nah, what's the fucking point? Uh, if you guys know what omikoshi is, it's basically a bunch of guys and sometimes and sometimes girls, but they don't get the girls have different wear. They mm. have different clothing, but the guys all get in uh, fundoshi, mm. which is like. It actually has a purpose. I didn't know this, but you know, when you like work construction or like you lift heavy things, like they give you a back brace. Well, it's the same thing. Fundoshi is like this really, it's a, it's basically a, like a loincloth for men. Hey. But like the, the part that wraps around the, the lower back Mm-mm-mm. is like a supporter. Mm-mm. So it acts as a back brace. Oh, so I didn't you don't know get that. injured in the, in the event. Oh. And so what these guys do is they all, you know, you get like, I don't know, 20 or 30 of them. They all carry around these um, portable shrines. Mm. And they they say what is it soya, 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 and it's amazing because everybody packs in and they're they're spraying water on each other and drinking shochu or sake or depending on where you are. Mm. And the best thing about these celebrations is when they they have this huge crowd of people, Mm-mm. and there's always one guy riding on the sh- the shrine, which Mm-mm. I think he's got the best job because mm. you don't do you're just riding. Yeah, he's the top. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> you might be falling down from the mikoshi. <laughs> Are you wishing that I'm getting hurt here? What's going on here? Anyway, so then that guy will sometimes be handed a baby. Mm. And they pick up the baby and everybody holds up the shrine and he says something. And they go, soya, 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 soya. And the baby's, of course, like completely losing his shit, just crying. Yeah, they are wishing for baby's health. But the baby is just like crying because he's completely confused. And this is probably the most chaotic thing that's ever happened to him (laughs) in his entire life. And then my niece doing it. I mean, you know, when she was baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that anyway, there's there's a lot more cultural stuff behind these kind of festivals that I'm it's really not that important. But yeah, I mean, it's for, for this conversation, it's important, but not for this conversation. Mm-mm. And so those kind of uh, those events are going to start up again. Hmm, cool. Cool. Court dismisses sex business firms damages claim other over virus handout snub. Okay, so basically. During COVID, a lot of co- a lot of businesses got money to close. Mm. They're like, "Hey, Natsuki, you own a bar. Here's two thousand dollars this month. Why don't you just not open so we don't get a bunch of, you know, cases of Corona?" Mm-mm. Makes sense, right? Right, right. I mean, because like the bar owners, they get money. Then there's no place for the drinkers to go, so they stay home, and you know, it slows the spread of the the virus. Mm-mm. Now, what happened was that. The sex industry hmm. got left out. Oh, so they, the government didn't give them money? Nope. Oh, really? And so it says, a Japanese court dismissed Thursday a damages lawsuit arguing the government's blanket ex- exclusion of the sex industry from a cash handout program for pandemic hit small companies violates the rights to equality guaranteed under the Constitution. Hmm. In the lawsuit filed with the Tokyo District Court in September of 2020, a woman running a sex worker dispatching business, so Deri Herusan, mm-hmm. uh, in Western Japan demanded the payment of the benefits as well as money totaling 4.4 million yen. So what's that? Like 40,000 dollars for having been discriminated against without reasonable grounds but the court ruled that the government relief measure does not constitute discrimination without reasonable grounds and it says in the suit the government argued that the sex industry is inherently unhealthy Mm. and that it was difficult to gain an understanding of why the industry should be eligible for the program Mm, i didn't know that so they're like, fuck you, sex industry. We're not giving you any money, which I don't have an opinion about, but 
so, kind of funny. But they still survive. So that means, you know, there are still customers, even we are under that, you know, COVID situation. So, yeah, but think about this, right? I mean, like, if you're, we were just talking about this, Natsuki Bar, I want, we want, don't want you to open so people don't spread the virus. Well, if you're a Dediheru dispatch place, mm. and this one girl is going to have relations, what did you call it? Physical, what did she call it? Exercise, Activity. activities, physical activities. <laughs> With, with like 20 guys a day, mm. that's just like asking to make clusters of mm. Corona, right? Mm-mm. So you, it might make sense for them to, to give that company money to not open. Mm. But this just goes back to like what we're talking about in other shows. Like the sex industry is kind of quasi-legal. It's mm. kind of gray, Mm-mm. right? And so, yeah. All right, two more stories. And then we'll let Josh go be a husband. Oh, that's so weird to say. Um, first... This we're going to do really quickly. Guess what, guys? The Olympics cost way more than everybody thought it was going to cost, and they didn't make a profit. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody was like, oh, it's going to be cheaper because we don't have any audience members, and it's going to be really cheaper. No, because all the extra steps that they had to take for COVID made it more expensive, and therefore it was actually way more expensive. And because they didn't have all the customers, they didn't make up any tax re- revenue. So it was an all-around loss is the summary of today's story about the Tokyo hmm. Olympic Games. Does it say like how much they were over or what they were? It does, but I've already thrown it. Okay. <laughs> we'll put the article in the description below if anybody wants to read yeah, it. Yeah, I, I forgot. It's it's something like, th- it's like 20 or 30% over or something like that. And like basically, here's the thing, guys. No country in the history of the world has ever had a profitable Olympics. I mean, I don't actually know that, but every time you ever hear news about it, it's like, oh, Olympics are coming and we bankrupted. <laughs> like, so why are people happy about, you know, having Olympics? Because, because, you know, many tourists are coming. Well, okay. So it might be good for local businesses, mm. you know, but the thing is, is like the taxpayer still has to pay for all the things that the government makes. Right. So like in Tokyo from the 1960, whatever Tokyo Olympics, there's mm. still this giant highway that they made mm. that they're actually thinking about dis- destroying it now. Mm. So, I mean, that's... That stuff isn't free, right? I mean, unless you're in like those, I forgot where it was, one of the South American countries where they literally had slave labor. (laughs) Did you find a profitable Olympics? It says every single Olympics since the 1960 Olympics has gone over budget. Yep. So it's never profitable well it might be profitable on a gdp scale but it's always over budget yeah they're like oh we'll be able to do this for like five dollars and at the end it's like we need more money Mm. that's how the government works they always like low bid the first contract and then run out of money and then get more money Mm. so anyway no one's surprised by that but that was the end of the olympics congratulations guys oh so sad when i was in narita uh two weeks ago like i passed by like a airplane graveyard Maybe it's just temporary storage. I don't know. But it was really sad. And they all said the same thing on these giant, like, 777s. It's like, Tokyo Olympics 2020. That was sad. On all of these planes. Mm. All of these parked and completely empty and unused planes. Uh, so I was just like, oh. It's still there. Yeah. Mm. They're not Pikachu yet. Mm. Did Pikachu. you take pictures? No, because it was. I was on the the, the subway train. It was oh. like, it was like, into oh. a tunnel. So oh. I only saw it for a second. But I was just like, oh. But I didn't want to take a picture. Okay, here's the last story for today. And I'm going to get your, your take on this, Natsuki. Meeting the man who married his dream Vocaloid. Okay. So there's there's this guy named... I'm just going to summarize this. There's this guy named uh, Akihiko. <laughs> and oh. he... 
His story is that he became a civil servant and then he was going to work and he got bullied. Mm. Okay. And he didn't... When he was little? No, when he was an adult. Okay. Okay. So, so he joined the civil service in 2006 and it said he started getting bullied at his workplace uh, because he was probably like super otaku. Okay. And he was probably working with like you know, guys, Mm -hmm. you know, he's getting bullied, which is horrible. Mm -mm. And then he lost his motivation and he stopped going to work. And then like, he kind of got diagnosed with a a adjustment disorder, probably depression went on medical leave in March, 2007. Mm. And so like, he retreated into his room and he basically became hikikomori. Mm -mm. And when he was younger, the thing that would always energize him was listening to anime music. Mm. If you've never heard anime music, it has a very specific style to it and it's very positive and upbeat always. Mm-mm. And not always, but most of the time. And it was his energy for living, which I wonder what the Japanese is for that. Maybe. Ikiruchigara. Mm. Anyway, and it, anyway, even though he was, because he was in this de- depressive state, his listening to anime music and songs brought him no joy. Okay. And he actually considered, you know, ending his life. Then he happened to see uh, a Vocaloid by the name of ha- what's her name? Hatsune Miku. Hatsune Miku. Mm-mm. So we're gonna call her Miku from now on. Okay. Uh, he saw. He happened to see Hatsune Miku singing "Miracle Paint" mm. on a video hosting site. Mm-mm. Okay. If you guys don't know who this is, this is a anime character computer program mm. called a Vocaloid, and she is completely software. And she's got these giant hair, long hair. What color is that? Aqua Blue. green. Mm, aqua green. Pigtails that come down all the way to her feet. She's worldwide famous, right? I saw her having a concert in the United States. Too. I got to tell you this. Okay. You Japanese people. Okay. You got to know something. Okay. Just because you see on TV, like a gaijin mm-hmm. who knows something about Japan. Doesn't mean that that any other guy, Gene, know what the fuck is going on with that guy. <laughs> okay. So when you guys like, oh, this happens on TV all the time. Like they'll go to like South America or Africa and they'll find this one guy who speaks Japanese and they'll just talk to him the whole time. And then every Japanese people are like, people in Africa speak Japanese. <laughs> I'm like, no, that guy does. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. So when you guys are like, you know, I hear that this is really popular in America. It's like, no, they got like the 10 people who like this in America in a room together. Okay. Gotcha. (laughs) Okay. And then keep on going. The news. Anyway, maybe Hatsune Miku is Mm -hmm. actually really, Hatsune Miku is like Mm -hmm. maybe really popular. I have no idea. Yeah, she is. She's worldwide famous. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Maybe I'm out of the loop. But anyway. So anyway, so... In 2008, he heard her singing the song in a music video and liked the fact that her voice had no human component to it whatsoever because he was basically anti-human at that point because he was depressed. Why has it become a news? So then hmm. he got married to her. Now... Officially? No. And this kind of made me think like I really missed out on a business opportunity here. He basically found... He found an online w- website that like recognizes marriages between humans and characters and you have to like fill this online form and I'm assuming pay some money and then they send you a, like a fake marriage certificate. What about Hatsune Miku? Hatsune Miku? Hatsune Miku's right. She wants to marry with him? Yeah, that software program that runs on the computer? Her rights. Yeah, my, I'm serious. I know you're serious. That's why I like it. 
Well, if she was sentient, if she was actually like aware of what was going on, then mm-hmm. I can understand that. But the, the company that owns her software oh. probably is not happy about this story. Yeah. So if this is happening, so, you know, many, many, many guys want to get married with Hatsune Miku, maybe. Well, they all can because, mm. you know, she's software. So you just copy her, right? So they are sharing Hatsune Miku. That's a weird concept. Let mm. me think about that deeply for a moment. So is it, is it polygamy? Are they all married to her? I don't know. Guys, comment below. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like... She doesn't want to marry with this guy, I guess. Apparently, it's a term called fictosexual. Hmm. When you are sexually attracted to fictional characters. Thank you. Yeah, I was wondering about Hatsune Miku's feeling. Not this guy. But isn't the point here, and I could be assuming too much, I don't know this particular case and this particular guy, but mm. isn't the general idea here that Hatsune Miku has no feeling on her own, that she's just an object, and so the person projects all of their feelings onto this object, and so they're really just kind of marrying their ideal person mm. and not that character? Deep. Guys, comments. How do you feel about this? Well, the guy doesn't trust human being anymore. That's why he got married with this, you know, andro- vocaloid. Yeah, he says, my Miku, he felt like no one had a, uh, he said, he felt like no one had a one-on-one relationship that he, uh, he felt like he had a one-on-one relationship that he had never experienced before. Mm. Miku was the only one who supported me when I was suffering the most, he said. She mm. saved my life. Okay. If he's happy, I'm happy for you. But if I were his mama... I don't know what I would I think. I guess in a way, this is kind of like the cat from Kiki's delivery service that talks to Kiki and then helps her through her her journey. But the difference is, is in Kiki's delivery service, the cat stops talking to Kiki hmm. because the cat could never actually talk at all. Mm-mm-mm. It was just Kiki's projection onto Mm-mm. the cat. Mm-mm. But in this case, the guy decided to not... Well, I don't know this particular guy's case, but I shouldn't say anything about him. But mm. in, in some of these cases, instead of like overcoming the challenge and going back to reality they just stay in the fantasy Mm. yeah stay in the fantasy Mm. i don't know how i feel about this seriously guys if you have a comment about this uh, you you know guys and girls at home tell me like yeah i hope he's yeah but he's happy that's good I mean, no, no, no. So, okay. On the one hand, like if he was contemplating suicide and this, this, this situation saved him and it saved his life. Good. Mm, mm. But, hmm. Huh. He cannot get over his like trauma. Either that or he doesn't want to. I mean, mm. like when it does it come out, is it, is it a sickness or is it a choice? Oh yeah. I don't know. I think it just comes down to how you feel about that. This is interesting. I'm serious. I mean, there's also the case of the guy that married his pillow. Of some character, I don't know, whatever. He doesn't want to face the reality, maybe? I saw a video of, it was an older video the other day, of like a girl who thought that Justin Bieber's lyrics, all the girls, when he says like baby, baby, and stuff Mm. like that, they're all her. (laughs) So she thought that she was writing all these songs to her. Mm. And so she stalked him and found him. And she kept saying, here I am, baby, I found you, I found you, you can come get me, you know, kind of thing. So, with 
you know, because we are literally like one foot out of being a chimpanzee. Oh. We're like not that far away from being a chimpanzee. Oh, okay. With all this media and this creativity, all this art and stuff that we have every day that's surrounding us. Uh-uh. It's confusing to some people. Mm. Like reality, the line blurs, right? So, and for some that's healthy and fine, right? You wouldn't call an artist who is crazy but making crazy good art. That bad thing would just be like they're unique or they're eccentric. Mm-mm. I don't know. Mm. Seriously, guys, let's let's leave. Let's end on this note. How do you guys feel about humans marrying inanimate characters? Or maybe they are animate. <laughs> Or even more than that, what do you guys feel about, you know, other things like furries, for example, who actually want to become like an animal, you know, like how, where do you guys, how do you feel about this? And Josh, you want to say something? No, you're not, you're not going to, you're not going to follow the furry comment with anything? You know? No. <laughs> My friend in Vegas, he went to, uh, to Reno like a month ago and he posted a, a photo with him and his family, like, cause he didn't know this, but at the same time that he's at this hotel, the furry convention was there. <laughs> And his kids are like hanging out with like all the furries and everything. Oh. Okay, guys. That's been our show. Natsuki, thank you. Thank you, man. You look good. Thank you. Keep trying to please your daughter. I will. Please show up as Anna. Blue dress. Blue dress. Okay. Silver and blue dress. I can go to Nishimatsuya. I mean, there are only kids' dress, not adults. Okay. Get it from Amazon okay, or Rakuten, I will. whatever. Mm-hmm. So on our show today, guys, thank you so much. Uh, leave us a comment below with what you think about, you know, everything. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Josh didn't do the outro, so let's do it again. All right, guys. <laughs> uh, but anyway, seriously, uh, anything that we talked about today, we talked about a lot of shit. So especially if you guys have something to say about Sony, because I had some things about uh, Sony. But anything that you guys want to talk about, leave us a comment. We got a lot of comments on the last video. It was really, really good. Love engagement. Um, you know, it gives us uh, encouragement. Check out our Patreon if you haven't already. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. A big thank you to our patrons, Jan Myler, Jen, Justin Perkins, and Ellen. Thank you guys so much for your support. Couldn't do it without you.